Shalom and welcome back to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the Bible all the way through each year, and we base our reading on the rhythms of the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna, and I'm your reader today. Today is Thursday, the 15th of December, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 21st of Kislev. This week our parasha is called Vayeshev, which means he settled. And today's first reading, our portion from the Torah, will be Genesis 39, verses 1 through 6. Before we get into our readings, let's take a moment, as we do at the beginning of every episode, and bless God thanking him for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now Yosef was brought down to Egypt, Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the hand of the Ishmaelites that had brought brought him down there. The Lord was with Yosef, and he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hand. So Yosef found favor in his sight. He ministered to him, and Potiphar made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. From the time that he made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Yosef's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field, He left all that he had in Yosef's hand. He did not concern himself with anything except for the food which he ate. Now Yosef was handsome in form and appearance. That was Genesis or Bereshit 39, 1-6. through Our portion today from the prophets is 1 Samuel Chapters 23 and 24. Now they told David, Behold, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and strike these Philistines? The Lord said to David, Go, strike the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Behold, we are afraid here in Yehuda. How much more then if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord yet again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines and brought away their livestock, and killed them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. When Aviatar, the son of Ahimelech, 
fled to David, to Kela. He came down with the nephod in his hand. Shaul was told that David had come to Kela, and Shaul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that has gates and bars. Shaul summoned all the people to war, to go down to Kela, to besiege David and his men. Now David knew that Shaul was devising mischief against him. And he said to Aviatar the Kohen, Bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord, the God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Shaul seeks to come to Kela to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Kela deliver me up into his hand? Will Shaul come down as your servant has heard? The Lord, the God of Israel, I beg you, tell your servant. The Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Kela deliver me and my men into the hand of Shaul? And the Lord said, They will deliver you up. Then David and his men, who were about six hundred, arose and departed out of Kela and went wherever they could go. Shaul was told that David had escaped from Kela, and he go- gave up going there. And David stayed in the wilderness in the strongholds, and remained in the hill country in the wilderness of Ziph. Shaul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. David saw that Shaul had come out to seek his life. David was in the wilderness of Ziph, in the wood. Jonathan, Shaul's son, arose and went to David into the woods and strengthened his hand in God. He said to him, Do not be afraid, for the hand of Shaul my father will not find you, and you will be king over Israel, and I will be next to you, and Shaul my father knows that also. And they both made a covenant before the Lord. Then David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to his house. Then the Ziphites came up to Shaul to give a, saying, Is not David hiding with us in the strongholds at Choresh, on the hill of Achilah, south of Yeshimon? Now therefore, O king, come down, according to all the desire of your soul to come down, and our part will be to deliver him up into the king's hand. Shaul said, You are blessed by the Lord, for you have had compassion on me. Please, go make yet more sure, and know and see the place where his foot is, and who has seen him there. For I have been told that he is very cunning. See, therefore, and take knowledge of all the lurking places where he hides himself, and come again to me with certainty, and I will go with you. It shall happen, if he is in the land, that I will search him out among all the thousands of Yehuda. They arose and went to Ziph before Shaul. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Arva on the south of Yeshimon. Shaul and his men went to seek him. When David was told, he went down to the rock 
and stayed in the wilderness of Ma'on. When Shaul heard that, he pursued David in the wilderness of Ma'on. Shaul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David hurried to get away for fear of Shaul, for Shaul and his men surrounded David and his men to take them. But a messenger came to Shaul, saying, Hurry and come, for the Philistines have made a raid on the land. So Shaul returned from pursuing David and went against the Philistines. Therefore they called that place Sela HaMachlekot. David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of Engedi. And it came to pass, when Shaul had returned from following the Philistines, that he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Shaul took three thousand chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheepfolds by the way where there was a cave, and Shaul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were staying in the innermost parts of the cave. David's men said to him, Behold, this is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and cut off the skirt of Shaul's robe secretly. Afterwards, David's heart struck him because he had cut off Shaul's skirt. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the anointed of the Lord, to stretch out my hand against him, since he is the anointed of the Lord. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not allow them to rise against Shaul. And Shaul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. Now afterward, David arose and went out of the cave and cried after Shaul, saying, My lord, the king. When Shaul looked behind him, and David bowed with his face to the earth and showed respect. And David said to Shaul, Why do you listen to men's words, saying, Behold, David seeks to harm you? Behold, today your eyes have seen how the Lord had delivered you today into my hand in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the anointed of the Lord. Now, my father, behold, yes, see the skirt of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of your robe and did not kill you, know and see that there is neither evil nor transgression in my hand, and I have not sinned against you, though you hunt for my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you, and may the Lord avenge me of you, but my hand will not be on you. As the proverb of the ancients says, Out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand will not be against you. Against whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A flea? May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and see and plead my cause 
and deliver me out of your hand. It came to pass, when David had finished speaking these words to Shaul, that Shaul said, Is that your voice, my son David? Shaul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have done good to me, whereas I have done evil to you. You have declared today how you have dealt well with me, because when the Lord had delivered me up into your hand, you did not kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away unharmed? Therefore may the Lord reward you good for that which you have done to me today. Now behold, I know that you will surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hand. Swear now therefore to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my offspring after me, and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. David swore to Shaul, and Shaul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. That was First Samuel, or Shmuel Aleph, chapters 23 and 24. Our portion today from the writings is Psalm 69. For the chief musician to the tune of lilies by David, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail looking for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who want to cut me off, being my enemies wrongfully, are mighty. I have to restore what I did not take away. God, you know my foolishness. My sins are not hidden from you. Do not let those who wait for you be ashamed through me. Lord, God of hosts, do not let those who seek you be brought to dishonor through me, God of Israel, because for your sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my brothers and a foreigner to my mother's sons. For the zeal of your house consumes me, and the reproach of those who reproach you have fallen on me. And I wept with my soul, fasting, and it was a disgrace for me. I made sackcloth my garment, I became a byword to them. Those who sit in the gate talk about me, and I am the song of the drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is to you, Lord, in an acceptable time, God, in the abundance of your loving kindness, answer me in the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and do not let me sink. Let me be delivered from those who hate me and out of the deep waters. Do not let the flood waters overwhelm me, neither let the deep swallow me up. Do not let the pit shut its mouth on me. Answer me, Lord. For your loving kindness is good. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, turn to me. 
do not hide your face from your servant. For I am in distress, answer me speedily. Draw near to my soul and redeem it. Ransom me because of my enemies. You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before you. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for some to take pity, but there was none. For comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gall for my food, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table before them become a snare. May it become a retribution and a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see. Let their backs be continually bent. Pour out your indignation on them. Let the fierceness of your anger overtake them. Let their habitation be desolate. Let no one dwell in their tents. For they per persecute him whom you have wounded, and they tell of the sorrow of those you have hurt. Charge them with crime upon crime. Do not let them come into your righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of life and not be written with the righteous. But I am in pain and distress. Let your salvation, God, protect me. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. It will please the Lord better than an ox or a bull that has horns and hooves. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek after God, let your heart live. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his captive people. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves therein. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Yehudah. They shall settle there and own it. The children also of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell therein. That was Psalm 69. Our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Mark 15. Immediately in the morning, the chief Kohanim with the elders and Torah teachers and the whole council held a consultation, bound Yeshua, carried him away, and delivered him up to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, So you say. The chief Kohanim accused him of many things. Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer? See how many things they testify against you. But Yeshua made no further answer, so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast he used to release to them one prisoner, whom they asked of him. There was a man called Barabba, bound with his fellow insurgents. Men in the insurrection had committed murder. The multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do as he always did for them. Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? 
for he perceived that for envy the chief Kohanim had delivered him up. But the chief Kohanim stirred up the multitude, that he should release Bar-Abba to them instead. And Pilate again asked them, What then should I do to him whom you call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, Crucify him. But Pilate, wishing to please the multitude, released Bar-Abba to them and handed over Yeshua when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away within the court, which is the praetorium, and they called together the whole cohort, and they clothed him with purple, and weaving a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck his head with a reed, and spat on him, and bowing their knees, did homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they took the purple off him, and put his own garments on him, and they led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one passing by, coming from the country, Shimon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to go with them, that he might bear his cross. And they brought him to the place called Gulgolet, which is, being interpreted, the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh to drink, but he did not take it. And crucifying him, they parted his garments among them, casting lots on them what each should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusation was written over him, the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right hand and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, He was counted with transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief Kohanim, in mocking among themselves with the Torah teachers, said, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross that we may see and believe him. Those who were crucified with him also insulted him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Yeshua cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of those who stood by, when they heard it, said, Behold, he is calling Eliyahu. And one ran and, filling a sponge full of vinegar, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink saying, Let him be, let us see whether Eliyahu comes to take him down. And Yeshua cried out with a loud voice and gave up the spirit. And the parochet of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion who stood by opposite him saw that he cried out like this, 
and breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women watching from afar, among whom were both Miriam of Migdal and Miriam the mother of Yaakov the younger, and of Joseph and Salome, who, when he was in Galil, followed him and served him, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. And when evening had now come, because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before Shabbat, Yosef of Arimathea, a prominent council member who also himself was looking for the kingdom of God, came. He boldly went in to Pilate and asked for the body of Yeshua. Pilate marveled if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead long. And when he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Yosef. And he bought a linen cloth, and taking him down, wound him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb which had been cut out of a rock. And he rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Miriam of Migdal and Miriam, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. That was Mark 15, and uh, if you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you will also be reading 1 Corinthians 13. Well, that concludes our readings for today. I pray that you will be strengthened and that you will be encouraged by the words, the eternal words of God. My name is Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.